Welcome, Hawk fans. Welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I'm Colin Cole, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Porter, David Porter. David, welcome to the show. Dude, you know me. Always great to be here. Always glad to see you. Well, um, appreciate that, buddy. Good to see you as well. And so we are into the end of December. I hope everybody enjoyed their Christmas holiday. And here we are. Uh, we are heading into the final days before our Iowa Hawkeyes take on the Kentucky Wildcats down in the um, the Music City Bowl. And uh, that's going to be down in Nashville. And it's going to be a, a matchup of, like I just mentioned, the Kentucky Wildcats, the same team we saw down in the Citrus Bowl last season and uh, unfortunately tasted the, 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 the taste of defeat against that Kentucky Wildcats squad. But uh, here we are again. Uh, we got opportunity to to get another win after what uh, after the end of the season that didn't end quite the way we wanted it to, uh, particularly against the Nebraska Cornhuskers, where the Hawks came up short and obviously missed out on the Big Ten championship. But this group of Hawkeyes has the opportunity to redeem itself and finish the 2022 season on a high note, playing on uh, Christmas, um, Christmas, New Year's Eve. Uh, like I said, down in Nashville, Tennessee at 11 a.m. Central Time. That's going to be uh, a great opportunity. Uh, but, David, it's uh, let's jump into it, man. It's uh, from from the end of that last game against Nebraska. Uh, the Hawks have had a few things happen, a little bit of a shakeup, some shakeup throughout the roster. Um, there have been a number of guys that have decided to both transfer, hit that transfer portal, as well as opt out of the game. There are a few injuries that we'll talk about as well. Um, but um, let's get into that first before we get into the game itself, because that's going to be pretty significant as to who will be able to contribute in this game. I got a list of people here. I got, I'm going to run down this list. First and foremost, Alex Padilla, who was the backup to Spencer Petrus. We know took the snaps in the final game against Nebraska. Uh, Alex is hitting the transfer portal, as many of us already know. Spencer Petrus has an injury, a shoulder injury that is keeping him out for the rest of the season. Gavin Williams, transfer portal. Arlen Bruce, transfer portal. Keegan Johnson, transfer portal. Sam Laporta, injury. Uh, that injury is obviously pretty significant in that game prior to the Nebraska game that caused him to miss that game. So he's still injured and will not be able to perform in the bowl game. And so I'm sure he's going to get himself ready for pro day and – combine and prepare himself for the next level because he definitely has a great opportunity there. Uh, old lineman Josh Volk, transfer portal. Justin Jacobs, transfer portal. Cooper DeGene, injury. Remember that injury he had uh, in that same game, man. It's uh, it, No, no, actually, he got injured in the Nebraska game. He got injured early in the Nebraska game and uh, uh, led to some, uh, some young guys getting an opportunity to play. Um, Terry Roberts, transfer portal. Reggie Bracey, transfer portal. Kayvon Merriweather, opt out. Kayvon is going to get himself prepared for the NFL draft as well. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at. Um, and I know I remember seeing Justin Jacobs' name being brought up and him having an opportunity to go over to uh, the University of Oregon. They recruited him to come over there. So another key contributor who's gone. Terry Roberts was a key contributor on special teams as well as a starting cornerback to begin the season. Unfortunately, he's hitting the transfer portal as well. So there are definitely um, 
some guys that are significant that will not be in attendance in the game. Um, however, um, we have a number, we have a couple guys who are 2023 draft prospects who will be playing in the game. Linebacker Jack Campbell, who also won on one of what what trophy is that the no, it's the um What's the trophy for the linebacker? I can't think of it right now. He is the recipient. It's not the Lombardi. What is that? What is it, Dave? We'll come back to that because I know you don't, you, don't, you don't know sports like you that. Don't know like that. That's, ter that's terrible. But uh, Raleigh Moss, he will also be playing in the game. And uh, Seth Benson. So three key contributors on the defense will be a part of uh, be a part of the game and and will 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 help out uh, on the field. And like I mentioned, Kayvon Merriweather, um, who turned into a four-year contributor and a standout starter, he's also an All-American. He decided to opt out and prepare himself for the NFL draft. He was number two on the team with three interceptions during the regular season. So he his his uh, prowess on the field and that secondary will be missed along with Cooper DeGene. So those are some holes that they will have to fill on their end. Um, so the Hawks are really going to be coming in a little bit depleted. Um, and obviously digging, trying to figure out, uh, I don't say figure out, at this point they practice and they've given a lot of work to this uh, to this, this starting group. And so Joe Labus, number five, 6'4", 207-pound freshman out of Rexville, Ohio. I should say redshirt freshman. So he's got at least a year in the system and he's at least had the opportunity to, um, you know, work with this, this group, especially for this, uh, this bowl prep. He'll be backed up by Carson May, uh, 6'3", 214 pound fr freshman, true freshman out of Jones, Oklahoma. So uh, we got freshmen that will be at the helm, particularly Joe Labus, who will be taking the starter reps at quarterback. Um, so David, before we jump into this Kentucky Wildcat team, how does all of the opt-outs, all of the transfers, all of the, the depletion from this team, how does it affect this team? I mean, I named some major players on this on this team, uh, some guys who have been starters on the defense. Injury, obviously, is going to be, be a big issue. Um, Kayvon Merriweather, Terry Roberts, Cooper DeGene, Justin Jacobs, all, Justin Jacobs have all been starters on this defense. Um, and then you jump over to the other, other side on offense, Arlen Bruce, Keegan Johnson, and Alex Padilla, all been starters, and Sam Laporta. So three skilled players along with your quarterback are injured and will not or are not expected to play. I shouldn't say injured, but not expected to play. You're starting and your backup. So jump into it, man. What's your thoughts? Well, our offense was already depleted, and uh, it didn't get much better. Uh, Spencer is hurt. Alex is transferring. Uh, Arlen Bruce is gone. He's hitting out. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gavin Williams is gone. You know, we, we are significantly depleted on offense, and we're pretty banged up on defense, too, especially with uh, well, Justin Jacobs. We missed him. Uh, DeGene is out, like you were saying before. Uh, he got hurt in the Nebraska game, and the, the Nebraska game was really uh, a deflating loss. I'll call it deflating disappointing one because I thought we had a real great opportunity to end up back in the Big Ten championship uh, for the second year in a row and that just didn't happen you know for whatever reason and you know when you start looking at all the transfers and all the injuries and all the guys that uh, added up I mean it's quite a bit and 
the impact that it's having on this team, it's it's crippling, really. Um, you know, we're down to our third string quarterback, freshman quarterback that's only been in the system for one year. And if uh, if proof is in the pudding and history is a, a truth teller of the future, an indication of the future, uh, Spencer was in that offense for three years. And we saw what happened with that. So having one year right now with this young man and this being one of his uh, first starts, being away uh, in a bowl game with against a defense like Kentucky, they're nothing like, uh, I should say they're nothing that. I can't really compare them to the Iowa defense because that's apples and oranges. They're really fruit, but to me, the Iowa defense is just a step above. But um, the comparison is going to be really that defense versus our offense. And that defense is a really good defense. They hit hard. They tackle well normally. And they've been performing well all year long. Uh, even when they uh, played against that was Kentucky, they did a really good job with that one. So there are there's a significant challenge. You said when Kentucky played Kentucky? I was going to say uh, Georgia. My bad. Especially when they played against Georgia. My bad. Yeah. 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 When they played against Georgia, I mean, they held, they held Georgia to a, a very low total. I think it was like 17 points, something like that. So this defense is not anything to be um, to shy away from or to, to take lightly. They're very good. But um, that's just one of those things. I think it was Georgia. It might have been Tennessee. But I think it was Georgia. So you talk about this Kentucky defense. I'm going to go down the list of players that they have that will not be playing in this uh, in the Music City Bowl. QB Will Lewis, running back Chris Rodriguez, both are opt-outs. Cavassier Smoke, who definitely torched us a little bit last year, had a, had a pretty good day against us. He's in the transfer portal. Ramon Jefferson, another running back, so three running backs. He's injured. Chris Lewis, transfer portal. Uh, Chauncey Magwood, transfer portal. Demarcus Harris, transfer portal. All three of those guys are wide receivers. Tavion Robinson, another wide receiver, is injured. Tight end Keaton Upshaw, he's in the transfer portal. Offensive guard John Young, transfer portal. Offensive tackle Keontae Goodwin, also transfer portal. The lone defender for Kentucky that won't be playing in the game uh, from all season is cornerback Carrington Valentine, who's an opt-out. So other than that, gentlemen, it looks like they'll have the full strength of their defense. So the same defense that you said took to, to Tennessee or Georgia, whichever one of those teams, to the wire, is the same defense that this Hawkeye team will face. Oh, boy. Okay. That's, it is what it is, right? We You, you can't do anything about it. We're facing a pretty well, a pretty well intact uh, defense and our offense. We're down to our third-string quarterback having his first start. Our leading receiver in Sam LaPorta is down. And you know we we're down in some of our special our uh, specialist uh, positions, so we have the lowest point total, uh, or should I say, predictions over under, I believe, in the history of football for this game. I think it's at thirty one right now. So that's a that's a really big deal, and that's very indicative of uh, all of the injuries and everything else that they're seeing going on out there. These guys are pretty good at predicting things, so I wouldn't see. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if we stay right around that line. Mm. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, they they do a good job of predicting those things. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, now in the uh, 
in the wake of all that, like I mentioned, their starting quarterback, Kentucky's starting quarterback, Will Lewis, has opted out. So um, they will start either backup Kaya Sharon or Destin Wade. Uh, it was interesting because if you guys remember, uh, we had a transfer by the name of Deuce Hogan, and he was actually listed as the backup at the beginning of their, the year on their roster. So he's not listed as a guy that will be playing or starting in any game. But uh, they still have a lot of offensive weapons. Uh, wait a second. Wait a second. I got to definitely counter say that. That's They got three running backs who are not going to be playing. They have four wide receivers that will not be playing. And they're tight end. All of these men played – all these young men played significant roles as well as two offensive linemen, offensive guard and tackle. Um, come to find out, looking into it a little bit more, um, Kentucky coaching staff has uh, had has a little bit of a shakeup themselves. Uh, they had to – and they ended up firing – Offensive coordinator Rich Gallangari, though. That was terrible. Scangarello. Yeah, I think that's better. And running back coach, co-co special teams coordinator John Settle. So they actually have um elevated their tight ends coach. He's also the associate uh, assistant head coach. They have elevated him to be their play caller. What does that mean for this group, man? I mean, they have so many guys that have gone out. I mean, it seems like there's some tumultuous things going on in Kentucky. Uh, they ended up firing a couple of coaches and a lot of the offensive players, they, they fired two offensive coaches, the offensive coordinator and the running backs coach. And they had a lot of offensive guys opt out and leave. So do you think that that will play a role into this game um, heading into this, uh, this bowl game? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I would think it has to, right? When you have players and starters that are not performing or they're not going to be playing, it's got to affect them, especially going against our, our defense. That defense that we have, I believe they're top five still, right, uh, nationally. Yeah. And they they know how to score. They really do. So we, we've always relied, <laughs> most recently, we've relied <laughs> on our defense quite a bit to, to score a lot for us. And I don't see that changing, especially not with this um, all of the offensive woes that Kentucky has. But again, Last year, Kentucky didn't have their entire starting defense either, and they still came out and beat us, which that is what it is. We're about a year later, 365, 364 days later, here we are playing not in the Citrus Bowl, but the uh, Music City Bowl down in uh, Nashville, right? And from what I can tell, both offenses are depleted and both defenses are doing okay um, as far as having their rosters fairly well intact. We're our our defense is struggling a little bit because of Terry Roberts and Cooper Jean and then uh, Merriweather being gone. Those are three crucial elements for our hawk uh, ball hawks back there, right? Those guys are really good. They play uh, with a lot of cohesion, and I love the continuity that they that they have back there. Uh, Merriweather, we all know, he is a ball hog. This dude is very magnetic when it comes to getting the ball and finding the ball. And he knows to take it. He knows how to take it back to the house. He's done that once or twice this year. So um, those three guys are going to be hurt or going to be missed. But we do have Campbell. We do have uh, Moss back there. Well, you know, we, we have some of our mainstays there to help see us through. But um, this Kentucky offense is struggling right now. That's why we're seeing this shakeup there. Um, and I don't think that, um, I know they have a three point advantage overall for this game. The Hawks are a, a dog underdog by three points, but, uh, I do see this being a very competitive game. 
And I think it's going to be more of a defensive struggle like we saw with, like, um, God, probably Iowa State, the Iowa State game, right? Something like that, where it's going to be close. It's going to be dogfight. You know, we're going to probably feature the run, if I had to guess. And we got Caleb Johnson back there. He's pretty good. Our offensive line looks to be fairly well intact. We have some guys that are transferring, but for the most part, those guys are front are pretty much the same. Um, and having a freshman quarterback back there, relying on the run will really start to take some pressure off of him. I see Kentucky probably starting out with the pass, especially being with the kid being a dual threat, you know, the, the freshman that's coming in to start for him, uh, to start for them. Uh, he's a dual threat. This is going to be his first start as well. And his ability to break the pocket, and what everybody's reporting at least, his ability to break the pocket and be both a dual threat and not get sacked because this Kentucky offensive line, they've given up 42 sacks for the season. Uh, that's going to be a big difference. And our offense, or I should say our defensive line, the kind of pressure that they get, you know, having integrity with your responsibility is going to be a really big deal. And I know Phil Parker will help have those guys ready to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we'll, we'll jump a little bit back to it, but I want to go back to this because I wanted to make sure that I mentioned some of these things. So we did talk about, and we already know that uh, Kentucky team was the team that they, that the Hawkeyes played last year and lost 20 to 17 in the BRBO Citrus Bowl. Um, that was an unfortunate, it was close, man. It was real close. It was a great, uh, great game overall. And, Kentucky will not have near the weapons that they had in that game. Iowa is six and six all time against SEC conference. So no, we lost Kentucky last year. They lost to Florida a few years back, um, but we can get back on the right side of that. Senior Jack Campbell, who I tried to mention earlier, I just couldn't think of what the rewards was. I went back and I got it right here. He he was selected as the Nagurski Woodson Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year and the Butkus Fitzgerald Big Ten Linebacker of the Year, becoming the fourth Hawkeye to be named the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year and second in three seasons. Uh, the first team All-Big Ten uh, selection ranked second in the league, and nationally he is actually 13th in tackles with 118. Yep, senior Sam LaPorta was tabbed as the uh, – Quaylick Clark, Big Ten tight end of the year, joining TJ Hawkinson as the only Hawkeyes to earn the distinction. LaPorta, who is one of the three John Mackey Award finalists, is leading the team with 53 receptions for 601 yards and one touchdown. As we mentioned, he will not be in attendance. Well, shoot, I'm sorry, he will not be on the field uh, in the game mm. against the, the Wildcats. The Hawkeyes had 15 players earn all Big Ten recognition, include five, including five first-team honorees in Jack Campbell, Riley Moss, Cooper DeGene, Sam Laporta, and Tory Taylor. The Hawkeyes ranked third among Big Ten teams in bowl appearances since 2001 and are bowl eligible for the 21st time under head coach Kirk Ferentz. Iowa's 9-9 nine and nine in bowl games under Kirk Ferentz all-time since 2001. Only Ohio State and Wisconsin have won more bowl games, including the FBS championship game than Iowa. Got that? So, so, so. Pretty good about that. <laughs> you, were the first, you were the first to uh to, to win the bowl game under Kirk Ferentz, obviously. Yeah, I mean, we already knew that information, but. Uh-huh. 
it gone on to play in 19 straight. Yeah. 2001. So it's it's been, you know, obviously it's been tremendous in that in 18 straight. This is the 19th. And it's been a great run for Kirk Ferentz, and this is a great opportunity to add to that against a, a team that um, is definitely beatable. Definitely beatable. Um, yeah. Kind of like Nebraska was. Mm, well, yes. Yes, David. Definitely like Nebraska was. But when we look at all of the players that will not be in attendance, will not be playing in this game, you got to think that they're definitely concerned. And and when you have coaches fired on staff, especially the one that's been calling plays for you all season, uh, you got a new play caller, a new quarterback, and a bunch of new skill players. I should say not necessarily new, but uh, guys that may not have seen any kind of significant playing time prior to this game. So honestly, David, I still feel good about the Hawks' chances of getting a win in Nashville this upcoming weekend on Saturday. Good about so, that. No, I, I think they should win. They have a better defense. Um, from my understanding, they have a better running game too. Iowa does. I should say we. Um, so I don't see why we would lose. I just don't. If Kentucky, if they can, if they stop our offense, if they get some, uh, some, you know, they get their hands on some balls, and we, they, they win the turnover margin, the turnover game, that might be a thing that. You know, sets, separates us, especially with us having a freshman quarterback back there. And Caleb Johnson, I believe he's a freshman as well as running back, but he's pretty tried and true for the year. It's good. He's a really good running back back there. So, and that defense, we get the running game going, we got the defense going. Hey, we're basically, we're basically the Baltimore Ravens all over again. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, you know, that's one of my favorite teams, 2000. Uh, Baltimore Ravens team is probably one of my favorite teams of all time. Defense and run the ball. Let's let's pound it down their throats and let's stop. So you know. this is uh, a recipe for winning for a lot of programs uh, over the years, and definitely an opportunity for this Hawkeye team to come out of this game and in winning fashion. And just for the record, it is the Transperfect Music City Bowl. So everybody. If you're not able to make it down to Nashville for the game, tune in and be accountable, be excited for this upcoming weekend and this, this game against these Kentucky Wildcats. And so and I think that's all we got for you because we really don't have a whole lot on Latest. I want to see what Latest does because not only do we not have a lot, but neither do the Kentucky Wildcats. So, you know, film study and trying to predict what this all, what this team's going to look like with this young man who has not taken, not taken a single snap under center for the Hawks in his career. It's going to be a, a exciting opportunity for everybody to see what this young man brings to the table because obviously you got to decide how you move forward, moving into the off season and trying to recruit and bring in different caliber players to uh, to come in and compete to try and help this team get better. So it's going to be interesting to see this young man step into the, this this uh, opportunity and then whatever other whoever other uh, young men are able to secure an opportunity and take advantage of it. So going to be exciting. I'm excited to catch it and I hope you guys are too. It's going to be 11 a.m. Central, 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be exciting. So with that, I'm Colin Cole. David Porter's there. Appreciate you guys for joining us for the pregame for this uh, 
for this bowl game for the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl. And uh, we'll catch you guys for the post game, which would be a Hawkeyes W. And with that, I'm Colin Cole, David Porter. Thank you guys for joining us. God bless and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.